0: Welcome to edition number 21 of the Voice of Retail podcast for the week of December 10th, 2018. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, from M.E. LeBlanc & Company, and this podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada, generously sponsored by Stream Commerce, North America's fastest-growing Shopify Plus agency. Learn more at streamcommerce.com. All right, let's jump right in. A packed week, so much so that uh, lots of the uh, interesting stories that kind of evolved during the week and then later in the week and then Friday didn't make it into the retail this week, uh, newsletter, but I'll chat about them a little bit here. Uh, many of the articles we talk about here are taken from Retail This Week, as I said, which is a weekly newsletter I put together for Retail Council of Canada. Goes out to about twenty-six, twenty-seven thousand uh, subscribers, so makes it the biggest uh, e-news, weekly e-news uh, in the nation, talking about retail, and uh, you know, basically pulls together the top retail stories of the week, uh, curates them a bit and uh, formats them a little bit, so be sure and subscribe. You can uh, go to retailcouncil.org and subscribe for free uh, to those. So let's jump right in. Retail in Canada. So Dollarama launching online store in Quebec. Uh, so that launched this weekend. Uh, Quebec, I guess, keeping it close to home, given uh, they are a Quebec-based uh, Quebec uh, retailer. And, uh, you know, I, I checked it out. And uh, interesting, they're they offering case pack sizes only uh, across a number of different categories, and they bundle it uh, quite nicely, actually, catering, event planning, hospitals, schools workplace so what you're you're buying there is, is cases of 24 or 12 depending on what it is of, of chemicals cleaning stuff uh, all kinds of interesting uh, cookware bakeware uh, so you know obviously going at the case pack level and there's lots of actually there's a few uh, retailers in the state that do that uh, and so I guess really ultimately they're also uh, um, going at uh, you know that that institutional buyer. Who may uh, soft institutional buyer maybe buying it uh, like a Costco or something like that. But it's an uh, interesting, uh, interesting approach. Uh, we wish them well. Uh, so that launched uh, this weekend in the province of Quebec. This is from a um, article from CTV. Uh, decades after Cabbage Patch Kids riot, why is it hard to get the must-have toys? This is from CTV online. I actually was interviewed for this article, which had two questions. One is with the sophistication of, of retail supply chains, why is it still hard? To, to why are there still shortages? Why is it still hard to predict? And secondly, uh, is there any impact of these so-called Grinch bots, which um, automated bots that go crawl sites for, for product that is in high demand or short supply and uh, resells it in different places and, and gets a higher price for it? So in answer to the first query, you know, it's getting harder, not easier to predict uh, these products. It's never been entirely easy, uh, for sure, the art and science of, of retail, you know, in terms of you know, these things are booked in months and months and months ahead in in February. Uh, And, you know, you'll have some kind of good indication, you know, the merchants will take a look and they'll hear from the vendors that they're putting, the vendors are putting X millions of dollars behind the promotion. And it's attached to, let's say a movie, it's a licensed product. And the movie comes out in November and we're expecting big things. And here's the great movie. And, you know, we're going to have offer lots of in-store merchandising. So we, you know, we forecast X number of sales. And well, you know, if all goes well, that that pans out. If all, in fact, if all goes super well, that pans out. That the, you know, there's not enough of them. Uh, in terms of uh, the demand is great. You know, you don't never want to leave any money on the table. The opposite, unfortunately, can happen as well, where the movie just you know isn't that great, or you know, particular characters don't you know get to the imagination of of, uh, of boys and girls cross country, and uh, you're stuck with a lot of them. So you know, both things can happen. It's getting harder, not easier, with social media. Uh, amplifying so you know it takes away a little bit of predictability certainly um you know before social media you'd know how much media was going to be placed you wouldn't always know what was going to be hot cabbage patch and on the second one grinch bots, um you know we don't see a whole lot of that here of course retailers uh, adhere to pretty strict uh, pricing compliance um guidelines and laws around uh, what they can charge for product whether they're hot or not uh, and uh what it is, though, having an impact in Canada as we as we chat to different retailers, is it puts a lot of pressure and stress on the website in terms of traffic, and it's really, uh, you know, kind of one of those things that we'd all rather not have to deal with. I'm sure that's not really uh, any that different with uh, ticketing agencies who who have that same issue concerts. Um, so we don't see a ton of it. Uh, not quite sure the hot toys are uh, this year, but I guess we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, well, we're going to see real soon because it's uh, heading into the mid-December. Uh, and so, you know, nothing's really jumped out that's in a terribly short supply, I think. Uh, but there's been a good solid demand for a number of products. So maybe we'll talk about that uh, in the new year and kind of look back and see what was uh, what was the hot items of the year. Uh, Staples is turning to uh, turning to co-working stations, turning the stores into co-working stations. So Stapled opens up, and I covered it, I think, last week. Uh, a nice concept store, big store in, in Quebec and in Kirkland. Uh, I think, um, just outside Montreal, and a really beautiful store, just you know not ex- not at all what you would imagine a staple store to be, so congratulations to the folks uh, behind that. And uh, really, it's a beautiful store. Now they're looking at opening that in uh, in Toronto uh, talking about the, their store on university, uh, you know, the rebranding as a working and learning company. So it's interesting, uh, you know, as, as a, uh, as a self-employed entrepreneur myself, you know, the, the idea that you'd have a co-working, uh, area that you could drop in on and, uh, and, um, you know, do some work in between appointments. is kind of interesting for sure. Uh, and, uh, we'll see how that rolls out. Uh, again, in Toronto, if you're in Toronto, uh, it sounds like they're doing that in university in Dundas, um, staples which uh, which is not uh, too far, I guess from hospital row, so I uh, look forward I'm gonna look forward to checking that out and report on that a bit later um uh, the article here in Canada posts uh, that was some blog to article here in Canada Post, from CTV uh, I just pulled it from CTV it was uh, picked up in a lot of different places that the, now the minister has appointed a uh, former chair to re, a very senior person to get in and uh, try to ar- arbitrate the labor dispute so kind of an update I guess for everyone. Uh, not surprisingly, Canada Post and QP unable to agree even on a mediator, let alone uh, let alone a settlement. So now there's an arbitrator in place. Um, and hopefully uh, they'll continue to work on that. I think they have 90 days from when uh, they were legislated back to work, which puts that up in into the spring. So a couple of um, you know Canada Post issued basically saying, listen, we're suspending all our delivery guarantees. Uh, but at the same time, we're catching up. So kind of a mixed message from that perspective. I think in the major markets, they seem to be doing okay from parcel delivery. I mean, anecdotally, I'm getting parcels from all suppliers in a fairly timely manner. Not always exactly as, uh, probably not as exactly as, uh, as uh, days, but I am getting them uh, in uh, good order. As I told everyone, shop early. This is not the year to procrastinate. Um, Dig D- D- uh, did some research with Leger. Uh, David Ian Gray uh, that he released that uh, apparently one in their research twenty seven percent so one quarter of online shoppers have shopped less online but the good news is they've transferred that shopping to in store shopping so I guess if there's a silver lining um, that the the sales dollars are still going to come in uh, but they're not going to come in uh, all online so it could be a soft uh, a soft holiday for some online retailers versus, versus plan. We just hope it all comes in and that the, you know, we don't see um, products or shopping that uh, that's been uh, put off in general. So let's, uh, we'll wait to see the tail of the tape, so to speak, coming up on that. And, you know, it's an interesting week in cannabis retail uh, in Ontario because uh, many of the municipalities are at the voting stage, whether they're, before they head off on their holiday uh, there's a deadline of January 22nd to tell the province whether they want in or out of bricks and mortar retailers. So this has been an active week for many of the councils who are, uh, you know, um, uh, sitting this week, but then uh, but then taking the, the holiday off. So Toronto ebbed and flowed a little bit, uh, but ultimately agreed. Uh, John Tory, the mayor there, said, "Listen, if we don't do it, it's going to cost us millions of dollars." So the council um, uh, did vote to go ahead uh, with cannabis retail. Now, alternatively, Mississauga which is uh, Ontario's sixth, uh, third largest um, geography, Ottawa being the second, voted 10-2 to 2 to not do it uh, based on the toing and froing ing of, uh, of the government's uh, rules. And they just said it was too much too soon. Uh, but disappointing for sure. Markham as well voted to, to, out, to go out. I mean, it's disappointing for sure for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, but one of which is, you know, if you're really going to put a dent into the black market and organized crime, Uh, which is one of the big objectives. Uh, You've got to really all march together and and figure it out together. So a bit disappointing for sure. Um, And then uh, the Ontario government later in the week, late Thursday night, 7.30 p.m., issued a uh, a press release saying that they're actually going to limit the number of stores available or licenses available on uh, April 1st to 25, and they're going to give those 25 out in some kind of uh, lottery. So it's Winterio all over again. Uh, Bill Davis's win, is back apparently. Um, so you know, in in one way, uh, they're not wrong in that supply issues are are dominating the story. Uh, they're really uh, an issue uh, across uh, all provinces where supply uh, is not keeping up for demand in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but on the other hand, it, you know, you know, you wish there'd be some kind of predictability. Uh, so for entrepreneurs who could go get their license and go get a real estate license, that there'd be a phased in, but here's your license, but you can't open till a certain date. You know, not, none of it's a great situation, um, unfortunately, and, and uh, we'll see how uh, how that works out. So a busy week in, in cannabis retail to end off the year. Uh, jokingly, uh, I was saying I wish, uh, you know, in October may, or in April, maybe they should have had 20 licenses. Then at least they could have said it's 420. Uh, but uh, anyway, missed that point um where were we okay so uh lululemon has, has launched a, a paid membership test so this is uh, another retailer kind of pulling together uh, all their offerings into a, a fixed paid uh, whether it's like a costco membership or an amazon prime or the loblaws has launched one as well where there's a bundle of benefits associated with paying a flat rate and um, they've got one uh, here that they've launched that uh, pulls into uh into a number of different things clothing classes free express shipping so some values to that so be sure and check that out sounds like a pilot program um, and be, well it sounds like because BNN reported it as a membership test so let's see how that goes you know other stories that came up later in the week not in uh, in RCC's retail this week L brands had put to uh, a great uh, Quebec-based retail a Montreal retailer they bought uh, licensenza and uh, pretty much drove it into the ground uh, and then uh, and they've sold it um, so now they've sold it to uh, a West Coast private equity shop uh, you know I looked at the private equity shop can't recall its name right now it doesn't really have any background in retail uh, we of course wish them well maybe who knows uh, Senza can find its way back to um, to its Quebec roots uh, so we wish them uh, we wish them well so that's uh, that deal has gone through um, uh, from uh, from Craig Patterson's retail insider a couple of stories a couple three stories um Bailey Nelson, which is an Australian company that is taking on Warby Parker, uh, now actually has 10 stores in Canada and is heading towards 50. Uh, so they're certainly not shy on taking on Warby Parker. So there seems to be room in the market for, for many, um, many success. Uh, you know, Warby Parker's got uh, several stores as well. Uh, so Bailey Nelson taking them on, that's a good story. Uh, and Japanese retailer, O O M O M O. Uh, is ready. Uh, is launched. They've already got a store in West Edmonton Mall. It's about seven thousand square feet. It's a, like a variety store for Japanese, uh, orient type products, uh, housewares, and and um, kitchenware and ceramics. Uh, a little bit like uh, Muji. From looking at it in the pictures, I want to go check it out. They opened up in Toronto and the shops at Don Mills, CF shops at Don Mills and they're talking about 20 to 30 stores in this country. So, uh, you know, while we see and continue to see retail growth in this country, yeah, it looks like it's going to come in around two and 2.5 to 3% growth year over year. Um, you know, so that's not a lot of growth in the world of a lot of retailers coming in here. It clearly continues to be a fight for market share. It's growth for sure. There's a bit of inflation in that number. Uh, so, uh, you know, with, um, you know, Bailey Nelson opening going to 50 stores and um, these Jap- this Japanese retailer going to uh, 20 to 30 and then muji expanding it'd be interesting to see how it all shakes out in this fight for market share I mean just really uh, need some compelling assortment so they seem to have uh, something going on I'm gonna go check it out myself and report back and um, lastly Amazon issued a a, a series of uh, factoids really Amazon not big on on uh, releasing a lot about what they've done but they issued some um, uh, some infographics and a couple of things from Canada in there. Uh, they said that uh, they doubled prime same day deliveries in Canada. So there's a couple of caveats there, doubled you know, same day prime deliveries uh, year over year. So that's uh, interesting uh, that so far the Kindle white in Canada is the most gifted. I didn't know. I don't know anyone who has a Kindle white. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, and their fire stick again, um, you know, that is apparently very gifted in Canada uh, and um, no surprise, and they reported on this before that the Instapot Canada's own Instapot was the number one best-selling item for their Prime Day back uh, back in the summer. So let's move on to retail around the world. Uh, brand, a great article. You know, each edition it seems that there's a great you know one article that stands out in my mind, and this this is probably it. It's not a long article, it's, it's but it's it's uh, and it's not really one of those big. Deep thinking articles, but it highlights something we all know that is true: brands born in the internet embrace physical stores. I pulled this out of Washington Post, but it was in the Globe, it was in a number of different places, and it really just talks about how many of these digital first stores have opened. It's a U.S. article. There's now 600 in this article. Uh, that's a great number to latch onto. There's 600 digital first stores now open uh, in America. That's from Casper, Indochino, Warby Parker's got 100 Warby 100 stores alone. Bobanos has got 60. Um, so it's really uh, um, interesting for sure. And another um, store reports that uh, in their uh, fabuletics, in their uh, geographic or their trading area, they, they called their trading area 30 kilometers, a two and a half times increase of online shopping for their core customer within their physical store. So there's clearly a number of reasons why physical stores are important. Uh, Drew Green from Indochino and I chatted about that in the stage in store. Retail back in the summer, how, amongst other things, it allows you to have such a different level of engagement with your uh, consumers. In his case, uh, being uh, bespoke suits, it allows you to get uh, tailored up and measured up exactly. And it also is a great uh, vehicle for uh, customer acquisition. It's, uh, you know, notwithstanding the cost of running the store, uh, it gets you out there, gets you known. And I think, uh, you know, I often say to the media when we talk about the importance of stores, one of the key indicators. Uh, and now I'll use the 600 number. So it's a great number to know. Is that these digital-first, online-only stores, including Amazon, of course, they've got a bunch of stores now. Whether it's Go or Four Star, um, and, or even their bookstore. Um, you know, they're opening up retail stores. So a big, uh, a big play there. Uh, so great article there from the uh, Washington Post. Again, it was in the Globe. It was reported in a bunch of different places. Uh, speaking of Amazon, they are now uh, they're eyeing London's West End for their first UK uh, store, their Amazon Go store. Um, according to the Sunday Telegraph. Uh that's from Retail Gazette. So it would be the first <clears throat> Go store opened up outside of uh outside of the US. Uh there's a number of those stores and they continue to to iterate. I mean Amazon's very good at uh, their brick and mortar uh Amazon's very good at a lot of things, but they're they're really not um they don't stick to one format and then just continue to copy them out. They'll just continue uh, to, to innovate or try and test. And, and they, I've heard them talking about, uh, putting Amazon go stores in, uh, in airports. I've heard them talking about these, uh, these stores put into, uh, all kinds of different formats, smaller, larger, uh, than the original format. I was talking to someone this week anecdotally, and he said, you know, I had some fun and he was in shopping with a friend, um, together. So they were shopping together and, uh, he tried to, you know, like everybody does, tries to f- see if they can gain the system just for the se- sake of trying to gain the system. I guess it's a bit of a sport now. Uh, so his friend was the prime member, bought a bunch of things, um, in the way that you do and go. And, and he said he grabbed something and put it in his bag, but wasn't associated with her. He's not, no God, it doesn't have a prime account. And he goes, Hey, look, I, I it seems like I got away with it. There's a flaw in the plan, but then, uh, you know, as soon as they left, about a couple of days later, she looked at her Prime account. And sure enough, uh, the product that he grabbed uh, and bought, even though he wasn't a Prime member, and even though um, they were shopping together, I guess, enough that she was, she was charged for the product. So, uh, you know, clearly well thought out. There's a lot of technology going out behind, uh, behind the scenes to make that happen. So we'll continue to watch that. Uh, Walmart uh, uh, has purchased another uh, company, Art.com. Uh, so, again, you know, Walmart uh, is buying a whole bunch of different products, uh, brands, and uh, they're not all what you expect. Uh, doing a great grow, great job of growing that brand in a whole no- number of different ways. So this from CNBC. Uh, Art.com, the largest online seller of art and wall decor globally. Uh, so Walmart apparently, um, I didn't say in this article how much they paid, but it looks like Art.com was about $300 million in sales. Uh, so uh, Walmart continues to stitch together a masterful plan, uh, that both, uh, grows and counters, uh, digital. So, uh, best of luck to them. Uh, from biz now Ikea's first urban format us store, uh, in the heart of Manhattan. So I'll be looking forward to check that out, opening up in the spring of 2019 at 99 third street. Uh, it's called the Ikea planning studio. I guess they're, they're trying to open up a uh, smaller, very, you know, Ikea is very generally a very large format. They're trying to different formats and they plan to open up three, uh, sorry, 30 new stores in cities over the next three years, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, actually, uh, for Ikea, but uh, you know, maybe they, they figure they'll crack that code and you could see that 30-number jump to uh, 300 pretty quickly, I think. Um, so we'll keep an eye out on that. Uh, from ABC uh, News, uh, recording a couple places, uh, you know, talking about uh, Amazon again. Uh, but this in the context of trying to catch porch pirates, uh, that there's a sting in New Jersey that they uh, equipped a few bo- Amazon boxes with uh, GPS locators and uh, followed them and then caught the porch pirates who were stealing boxes off the shelf. I love that initiative, kind of like that uh, the ghost car, whatever you call it, parked in the parking lot to, to uh, tempt thieves. So a great uh, initiative there by, um, by the New Jersey police. Uh, Trying to catch up with the uh, the thieves with a bit of trickery of their own, as reported in uh, ABC ABC News. Uh, Lastly, um, from the business of uh, fashion. Lastly, in this category, uh, turning point for China's stance on counterfeits. So um, it seems you know counterfeits and and uh, and China are kind of one and the same in the same sentence. Uh, Turning point here, they say that they they seem to be more interested in uh, cracking down. On, um, on counterfeits. Good article in Business of Fashion. Have a read through it. Speaking, by the way, of, of China, and one thing I forgot to mention is a couple of articles on uh, Canada Goose actually delaying the opening of their store in Beijing uh, based on the, uh, the, the, the issues that are going on at the diplomatic and political level between uh, Canada and China. So, Canada had a sterling reputation. Uh, with uh, with uh, the Chinese consumer, and I think uh, Canada Goose is is worried that the timing of the store opening would not coincide uh, with what's going on with the Huawei, Huawei uh issues that we've got going on between uh, Canada and uh, and China. So we hope that gets resolved quickly. Uh, I read a funny. Um, funny headline from one of those investments, because their stock took a hit this week, Canada Goose's stock took a hit based on uh, this, and I guess based on the forecasted uh, overall hit on Canada Goose of growth in uh, in China called uh, Peking Goose, (laughs) as opposed to Peking Duck. Uh, So hopefully they won't have their goose cooked, that's for sure. Uh, And this will all get resolved, not just for reasons of, uh, you know, capitalism, that Canada Goose could do well, but there's a couple of Canadians being held uh, uh, in China and uh, that's not uh, not so good so uh, hopefully that'll all get resolved uh, for the right reasons uh, very shortly Uh new retail news for entrepreneurs retail entrepreneurs uh, The first one is the great feature on a, a store made in Canada store featuring Canadian made goods here in uh, in um, downtown King Street uh, in uh, PEI uh, so it's a great story actually no it's in Hamilton sorry uh, but they have products from uh, PEI and, and BC. So it's a great store to check out. All our great local retailers. It's uh, tis the week to get all those uh, stocking stuffers and main things done. Not much time left to go uh, before the holidays. Uh, talking about cannabis, again, there's some CBC uh, with uh, cannabis scarce still in Ontario. Um, sorry, it's short in Ontario and very short in Alberta uh, the alberta gaming lottery commission has seen a slight improvement in pot stocks i've talked about this earlier in the show uh so uh, in here um you know they they talked to the some of the small entrepreneurs who are just trying to scramble to get uh, to get supply and in fact his store uh, the folk uh, the person um, interviewed here is only open between two to four days a week out of seven so you know, it, it's not great times for, uh, for cannabis retailers, and I guess uh, from that perspective, uh, the, the move from Ontario uh, is certainly in context. Uh, you can see uh, why. Uh, I think it'll be more resolved in April than, uh, than they think. But anyway, right now, it's not so good. Article here on uh, retail veteran Mall Coven. Uh, he was the finder of Byway, launching a new store. Uh, he's 90-plus, so I guess he's gotten bored of retirement um, and wants to get back into retail He's talking about opening up byway again uh, which has been long gone off the retail the canadian retail landscape uh, ten dollar store retail chain so um great article it's fun to read uh, from retail insider uh, and uh, we wish him all the best spotlight on retail supply chain good article from uh, on canadian tires dc in canadian retailer magazine check that out That's a fantastic look into a very highly automated uh, DC that is uh, state-of-the-art, so well worth a read. Uh, That from Canadian Retailer in the National Post. Uh, CN Rail making a big uh, offer for a huge shipping terminal in eastern Canada. So lots of things going on the tracks. Uh, From Retail Dive, half of the apparel sold at holidays is about to return, so we know apparel retail uh, has a high amount of returns for a whole bunch of reasons, from sizing to fit to colour to I don't know what size, so I'm going to order a couple. Uh this article based on some US stats that are pretty interesting. 90 billion, 95 billion holiday merchandise will be returned. Um uh, so that's pretty uh, pretty big numbers. Uh, out of that they expect that to be about 36.9 billion billion uh in uh, dot com orders. Um There's another article here from uh, Econ Bytes, which is actually a pretty good article. Returns are you know how to handle returns. Uh, tips on handling the dreaded uh, holiday returns, so some interviews with the uh, B-Stock Solutions here uh, that helps uh, retailers figure out uh, liquidation and how to handle. I mean, really the the back to the art and science of returns is returns are a reality of the business uh, and uh, how you and what you do in terms of with the returns uh, will make or break some bottom line. So uh, a art, couple articles to uh, chat about that. Uh, so that was from the retail uh, spotlight on... Uh, on on a supply chain. In spotlight on retail research, Retail Council Canada issued uh, another great white paper. This one uh, done by Wise Plum, sponsored by Google, uh, the Blended Commerce Initiative: Insights on Today's Consumers. So check out that white paper. It really talks about consumers' expectations, both in online and offline, uh, how they are and how they are not being met. And uh, the thesis of the paper is that uh, consumers are getting, and this would probably be a surprise to uh, to not many, uh, they're getting less patient. Uh, with uh, issues and um, issues that they encourage and they're just moving their business real quick. So well worth uh, check out uh, retailcancelofcanada.org for that. Uh, article here from Canadian Retailer, Tis the Season for Holiday Shops, and good stats. And uh, You can see um, a good write-up here, is sponsored uh, by or, or with uh, PwC, talking about some trends for the holiday season. Uh, uh, moving on from uh, RCC, you've got Preventing, a uh, a video and a little course free course preventing consumer Ra- racial profiling free online course for retailers across Canada so if you're a retailer do check that out 20 minute training program uh, online in English and French uh, by Retail Council of Canada uh, and uh, you finally a good article here in Forbes by uh, Steve Dennis a great uh, great chronicle now uh, like myself many many years uh, in retail, so has sat in that chair, done that job, and now sits uh, a little bit on the outside, just chronicling what's going on. He talks about forget Black Friday and Cyber Monday for most retailers; it's about December sales. Uh, so uh, you know, America's Black Friday holidays are evolving very differently. Um, you know, we'll be I'll be debating or discussing that with Peter Rolford this week on uh, the retail quarterly retail quarterly conditions report webinar but really uh, I think a lot of uh, you, you know in the US they've kind of cooked the goose a little bit uh, in as much as they're you know they're launching Black Friday specials weeks and weeks ahead so the days just not as special as it used to be we talked about that in the last episode um, and this just talks about how important December is and I think that's going to be very important uh, when we look at the tail of the tape uh, in Canada as well given all the different things that are going on from postal strikes to to uh, all kinds of different uh, changes and last-minute stuff, the weather's holding up, so we'll see. We should have a really good week in retail. Let's all hope that we have a really good uh, week in uh, in retail. So that's it for the Voice of Retail podcast, sponsored by Stream Commerce. Stream Commerce is North America's fastest-growing Shopify Plus agency. Learn more at streetcommerce.com They uh, do a fantastic job of both coming up with uh, the strategy up front, building the site, and then uh, helping deliver traffic with executing uh, digital-first uh, marketing programs. So uh, be sure and check out studentcommerce.com, led by Ted Starkman. You can't have a better retailer on your side or in your corner than uh, Ted Starkman, so uh, be sure and check it out. And uh, that is, as I said, the Voice of Retail podcast. See you next week.